You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. You've got a lot of ideas about your money and things that you really want to do, but somehow... You're just not making progress. It's like you just walked into an all-you-can-eat pancake day at IHOP. Where do you start? Well, as our guest financial coach, Leslie Yokin says, you need someone who can help you get from money ideas to money action. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. There are just so many acronyms when it comes to money. We've got CFP, CPA, CFA, and various other financial titles. So how in the world do you know which one you need? Good question, my friend. I want you to meet Leslie. She's the founder and executive director of Commonwealth Coaching, and she believes you don't have to be a quote-unquote money person to live a full and happy life. But you might need a little help to get there. Leslie is also the co-host of a podcast called Seeds, which I was a guest on an episode this week, 
But in this episode, Leslie shares some of her favorite tips to help coach you towards your financial success. And make sure you stay until the end for some fantastic takeaway action steps that Leslie says can make a big impact on your money goals. All right, Leslie, take it away. Well, before we jump into talking about money, I gotta know, since you live in Chicago, I gotta ask what your favorite pizza place is because I have <laughs> mouth-watering moments just dying for a Gino's East deep pizza. And if you've ever had it, you know what I'm talking about. But I just have to know, okay, what is your favorite pizza place? <laughs> Such a good question. And being a transplant to the Chicago community, I have jumped on the Lou Malnati's train. Although Ooh, I, yes. I have to say... That deep dish pizza, if you haven't had it before, that is a full meal. I mean, one slice is a full meal. So I can't <laughs> pretend to be a frequent uh, frequent buyer of any sorts. But if I had to choose a pizza okay, place, it would be fair. Luminati's. That is a very solid choice. So <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of eating <laughs> out, because it, it is one of my favorite subjects, Many of us obviously haven't been able to do much of it, uh, but leaving you know 2020 aside, we're we're going to get back into a world where we're living life, spending money on things, and I know eating out, of course, is always one of like the biggest budget wreckers. I always tell people if the numbers don't add up every month, first look at what you spent eating out, and we can usually figure something out there. But I want to know from you, what are some <laughs> of your favorite tips to to help people spend towards their goals, the things they want to do in life, but still balancing that enjoying life piece? Mm, I, I'm such a big proponent of being able to serve your current self in addition to serving your future self. So I love this question, Shanna. And my number one tip here is to really, really try to, as much as possible, have two maximum priorities per month. Well, let me break that down. That, that This will help you understand what I'm talking about here. So many of us, especially those of us who like to be involved and have, you know, several different friend circles and different interests and hobbies, you might find yourself in a situation where there are like a million things that you like to do. You like retail therapy. You like eating out. You like going to your, you know, uh, Orange Theory or Soul Cycle. You like making sure that you have all the personal care needs that you have. You like traveling. I mean, I think I could go on and on here, Shanna, but you're getting the idea that a lot of us struggle because we have so many different interests. And Warren Buffett, obviously a very well-known investor and influencer in the finance world, he has this kind of magical uh, practice, which is taking potentially your top 10 priorities and then using ruthless prioritization to turn those into two. And I would encourage anyone listening to this episode to write down maybe those top 10 things that you love, that you're like, I got to make sure I get my Starbucks latte every single morning. Write that down. Write down the TJ Maxx shopping spree. Write down everything that you love doing per month. And then try to, if you can, try to ruthless prioritization and Bring that down into two things that you'll focus on. And the beauty of this exercise is that you can do it differently every month. 
So maybe this month, because I'm spending so much time inside and Honestly, there isn't a lot of COVID-friendly things I can do in a Chicago winter. This month, my focus is new furniture. Hello, Wayfair. I am buying a lot on Wayfair. I typically don't do this, but when I get to the summer months, I'll be buying other things and focusing on different priorities. So to recap, Shanna, try to use ruthless prioritization to have those two things, just two things that you're focusing on at a certain point in time. I really like that. I like that. That feels really tangible and really doable. And I also want to piggyback on that and ask your your thoughts on this. Talking about personal and emotional triggers, we all have them. And I feel especially when maybe we get to a later part of this year and we're able to do more things and and go out more and, and live life a little bit like mm. previous before. I, I sort of feel like the floodgates are going to open mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're just going to all go a little bit crazy, if you will, crazy in a good way, maybe, but it's, it's probably going to end up being a lot of spending, a lot of emotional, personal spending just on the things that we maybe couldn't have done before. Mm. How do we navigate that, but also stay fixed on their our goals or fix on these couple of things each month that we're really focusing on. Are there things we should uh, be telling ourselves or steps we should be taking to make sure that we, we do indulge in some of those emotional triggers, but maybe we also don't go completely nutsy and maybe drain our savings account or, or whatever that might be, whatever that looks like for, for each of us. How do we, how do we balance that? Mm. Yes, yes. And I'm, I too am nervous, but also excited for that new opening <laughs> of the world again, so to speak. Um, and, and I think this is such an important thing to think about, especially as we go into kind of the mainstream rollout of vaccinations and just in general, getting ready to ramp up again in so many ways. And for this one, I'm going to have to pay homage to a current certified financial planner that I love following. Her name is Lizetta Rainey Braxton, who often talks about the combination of emotions and our spending. And she says, you know, often we buy nice things because we want to feel good about ourselves. And I think so much of spending is about trying to feel good about yourself. So I'm going to challenge the audience here with with two things to do as we ramp up and head into this post-COVID environment. The first is, as many of us have learned in this pandemic, we've almost been able to return to the things that actually matter. I know, eye roll, right? Like, you know, taking a walk (laughs) or spending time with your dog, etc. But I'm really serious. I mean, I, I cannot lie that I started a gratitude practice in March of 2020. And that in combination with a yoga challenge that I started again, because I had nowhere else to go, have really created such an impact on my life that I really want to emphasize to myself, how do I continue that moving forward, even when the world around me shifts? So again, I'll challenge folks listening today. If you are in that situation where COVID or the pandemic, while of course, undoubtedly incredibly traumatic in so many ways, 
For those of us that have been able to find a silver lining, whether it be more time with loved ones or taking yourself out for a walk, try to, as much as possible, keep those things as part of your daily routine and practice. And I guarantee you, especially if you're thinking about things such as a gratitude practice, exercise routine, or time with loved ones, as I've heard, those are really, really top pieces of feedback from this situation your life might actually continue to grow in the ways that you want it to. And I'm not sure that any material thing that you might be able to buy could substitute that. So that's number one. Let's let's really focus on, you know, what is the core of what makes you happy? What's the core of the things that make you feel good? And as much as possible, trying to leverage the practices that we created in the pandemic, post-pandemic. Now, of course, there is going to be, you know, once we have openings in Chicago, the restaurants can now have 60% of, you know, uh, attendees rather than 40%. As we start to see those things that we used to love open up, at that point, I think right now, as of recording this episode, we are in kind of early, early spring of 2021. This is a great time to plan for that. I would not like to see anyone on this show have to, you know, completely, uh, you know, take themselves away from having a good time once it becomes safe to do so. So why not use this time that we have to start a fun fund? Maybe it's something that you put $20 a week into so that by the time August rolls around or by the time June runs around, you have some extra cushion to go out and maybe eat out four times a week or go travel to see a friend in another city. So use the time right now to really help to get yourself ready for the future. And between those two things, I hope that that gives enough foundation to be ready for the ramp up, so to speak. I love a fun fun. I I think that is such a fun way <laughs> to uh, <laughs> to to deal with money because we're so used to just we pay all our bills we pay all these other people and it's so nice for me at least to go into where all my savings accounts are and see just a savings account labeled fun fun and know that I can use that money on really anything that I want without feeling without feeling guilty I just think I'm so glad that that you brought that up. And I wanted to also circle back to you talking about gratitude because that's a huge piece of my daily routine, if you will, just around life, but certainly around money in general. And I'm curious, when when you do focus on gratitude, how does that shift your money perspective or maybe even what's going on in, in the current moments around money for you? Wow, I... I'm almost at a loss for words, which is incredible as a podcast host. So you know that's a really good one. Um, but only because my gratitude practice, I was one of those people who prior to this past year was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to be going at 100 miles an hour. I don't really have time to be like journaling. You know, I I was the whole almost like... Uh, antithesis of someone who would use a gratitude practice. But to be completely honest and vulnerable, I really found the transition into the pandemic really difficult. Um, You know, speaking of going from moving at 100 miles an hour, I, I quite literally was 
all over the city of Chicago from the hours of 7 a.m. till about 9 p.m. And I was in different coffee shops or going to meet different people at workshops, meeting clients. And, you know, it was really difficult for me to go from that fast paced lifestyle into one that was confined to the walls of our home. And so when I started to think about, okay, how do I make this make sense? Actually, a colleague of mine had sent me a gratitude journal as a way to start just thinking about myself and prioritizing my own well-being as part of responding to the pandemic. Now, what I didn't anticipate was that my gratitude practice would actually help me become a better steward of my finances, more comfortable around my money. And I'm talking from the perspective of, you know, someone who for for all intents and purposes had plans in place and was actively tracking spending, but yet there was still this anxiety that I could not tap myself out of. And I think it's so common, even if you are starting, you know, from maybe not having a budget or not thinking about savings, all the way up to maybe you're maximizing your 401k, you've got a house, you, you, you have the emergency fund at 12 months, like you're doing all the right things, but yet you have this feeling in your chest. Or, or for me, it's a feeling in my gut. And it's that I, I'm just nervous, I'm scared, and I'm feeling like I don't have control. And what my gratitude practice really helped me to do and, and continues to help me to do is think about things that are going well, rather than always having to have that kind of fixer mentality that serves me in many other spaces, but not necessarily in my finances. Because if you've listened to Millennial Money, if you've read your, you know, your plethora of finance resources, you know the best practice is to put things into autopilot and to put them on auto drive. And so many of us are able to do that. And that's an incredible feat in itself. But the real gift that I didn't expect from that gratitude practice was to actually experience more peace of mind and to actually start to experience that that happiness and that fulfillment that I'm even trying to help my clients get to. So it, it's been transformative for me, Shanna. I, I, at this point, would be the person like shouting at the mountaintop of, do you have a gratitude journal? Because it, it really has had that much of an impact. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today. And I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. 
That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. 
J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash E-T-M. Go to joindeleteme.com slash E-T-M and use code E-T-M for 20% off. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, EarnIt provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. EarnIt is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use EarnIn in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Wow, I just, I love, thank you so much for being transparent and sharing that. And I feel like so many people listening, I mean, if you're if you're listening and you really resonate that, resonate with that, like think of the power that just something so seemingly simplistic, like gratitude, how that could transform your thinking, transform even just those moments of anxiety around money. I just, I love that you shared that. And you talk about running around a thousand miles a minute and and so many of us had that feeling obviously pre-COVID, but what you were doing when you were running around was something pretty important if you ask me, which is financial coaching and helping people with their money, which is obviously one of my passions. And I love this idea of financial coaching. It's not something we've talked about a lot on the show. And and I want to talk about it a little bit in depth because I think it's a little confusing for people. Like, what, what does a financial coach do for me? So tell me a little bit about what what does it mean when you're financially coaching somebody and and how could that be transformative in in their lives? Absolutely. Uh, and as you can imagine as a financial coach, I get this question quite often, you know, how does a is a financial coach for your taxes? Are you going to help me invest? How does this compare to my financial advisor? And these are all such fair questions and I'm happy to provide some clarity today. Financial coaching, if you can think about almost like a life coach or any other kind of career coach that you may have, a, a well-educated peer or perhaps mentor figure that can help you to uncover the biases or, or blockers that you might be experiencing that you can't see yourself, that might help you to uncover opportunities that exist that you might not be able to see yourself. And can help you really from an accountability perspective to ensure that the goals that you set for yourself are actually ones that are attainable and that you start to make concerted efforts and steps towards achieving those goals. 
So in a nutshell, Mm. think about a financial coach, like a life coach for your money. That is what I do. That is what I love doing. And it's actually quite complementary to certified financial planners like, you know, yourself back in the day, Shanna. It's complementary to financial advisors and can also be complementary to your account and accountant. So a couple of more concrete examples. Okay, cool. Leslie, I'm, I'm following you. Yes, coach me. But what will you coach me with? Uh, So majority of my clients, I help them coach around debt and getting out of debt, particularly student loans, credit card debt, or other debt related to cars or healthcare. I also help a lot of clients focus on savings specifically for the medium term. And I'm sure many of you have thought about, okay, I've got my emergency fund. Like, yes, that, that is set. I'm good to go. I hope a lot of you have also started to think about your retirement, right? So all the way on the other <laughs> side of the spectrum, you know, maybe a couple of years or a couple of decades out for you. But what's sometimes more difficult to grasp and even plan for are those midterm goals, meaning, okay, I think I want to start a business, but how would I do that? And and I'm going to miss out on my income from my job or I think I want to move cross country. How would I make that work? And is that even something that's attainable for me? Or a personal favorite of mine, mainly because my husband and I just entered into the space is, well, I actually kind of want to buy my first home. How do I make sure that I'm in a financial place to do so effectively? So that's just a couple of examples of the types of big picture questions and goals that I help my clients with. And truly, my role is to be that well-educated peer or mentor figure to help navigate and guide individuals one by one to ensure that you can actually reach those goals that are so important to you. And I think it's it's so important because I have a coach for a lot of things. I have a business coach. I have... Um, a mindset coach. I have, I mean, I, I have so many different mentors and coaches and I feel like everybody offers a, a, their own unique perspective, which I really like. And sometimes a coach can help you see something that just like what you're saying that you can't see yourself, that it's it's right there. But because we're so entrenched in our own lives, we can't see it. And certainly when it comes to money, because of all those things we've talked about, fear, anxiety, dread, stress, debt. You just talked about debt. I mean, that's a huge anxiety-inducing word for so many of us. And so I think it's so helpful to have somebody there, not only to hold your hand, but also to help you see things that maybe you can't see. And maybe it's not as hard as you think it is. And I think, you know, certainly when we talk about money, it's hard to talk about the things that haven't gone right in our journey. Mm. So when you're working with someone and and they get to that space where maybe they have to talk about some of these things that are pain points or mistakes or uh, gosh, all of those things, how do you coach someone through that process so that they can know that it's it's okay, that they can get out of debt or they can move if it makes sense or buy that house? How do you, how do you effectively like coach them in that direction? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so timely too, as you know, we've kind of talked about the pandemic 
jokingly um, in this episode so far. But, you know, when we, we take another look at, the sa- at a different side of the same coin, in many ways, this is a period of high stress, high anxiety, and uh, truthfully, in some situations, almost disappointment around kind of money and financial situations. So um, when, when I'm working with someone or, or my general approach when when we're working on something that's a little bit more difficult to talk about, right? Um, we're we're going to do three things. The first thing we're going to do is address right away any feelings of shame, guilt, or disappointment in yourself or in my client's own being based on their situation. It's so hard sometimes, especially with you know Instagram and Twitter, you, you feel like you constantly have to keep up. And you're also yeah. only seeing the highlights of other people's lives. And so when you start to experience some kind of challenge, when, when your day doesn't go exactly as you planned, or when you end up racking up maybe $10,000, dollars $30,000 in credit card debt, all of a sudden that becomes a, a, a negative reflection of your character in your head. And I start off with number one, helping to completely move away from that mentality. We are not computers. We are human beings. And by definition, that means we are going to make mistakes. So step number one, when you're going through something difficult, when you're finding that you're disappointed or you're ashamed or you're frustrated, step number one is acknowledge your humanity. Okay? Everything that happens to you is an opportunity to learn, an opportunity to get better. And it's not a reflection of your character by any means. If you find yourself in a bad financial situation, I would I would guess that probably at least eight times out of 10, a tough financial situation has to do a lot more with your environment. And then two times out of 10, that tough financial situation might have to do with the way that you approached a challenging situation or not having enough information or not having enough context or confidence. So we'll start off with one, just deconstructing and taking away any shame or guilt. Then we'll start up, then we'll move from that first starting point into into section number two, which is how do we align where you are with where you want to go? Okay. What exactly is the gap? If we're talking about student loans, I, I work with quite a few clients that have student loans. And for for a lot of people, Getting rid of student loans is a priority. For some people, they recognize maybe they're in a a longer-term program such as medical school or law school. Maybe they're in a situation where, you know, they've been expecting to be in a little bit of student debt. And that timeline is not always an assumption of needing to pay off as quickly as possible. And so we really talk about to you, for you as an individual, not talking about for your mom. I'm not talking about for your best friend, for your girlfriend, anything like that. For you, what would be the ideal scenario and how far are we to that goal? What is the gap that exists? And in identifying, okay, what is the real thing that I want? All of a sudden, we're going from almost a a, a victim mentality, and in many cases, rightfully so, into a victorious mentality of now I'm taking control of where we're heading. And then that leads us to step three, which is solutioning. It can be very, very tempting, especially if you're doing this by yourself, 
you know, hence why sometimes it's helpful to have a, a coach figure with you. But it can be very, <laughs> very tempting to go from the feelings of guilt straight into solutioning. Okay, I I messed up. You know, I, I overspent on, on Amazon. And this happens to me all the time, Chan. I can't lie. It, on Amazon, they have the, the best algorithms for suggestions that you should spend on. And totally. it's just so easy to click and add them in the cart. And I will go through and I have my list of the things that we need. And all of a sudden, I'm $20 over budget. And I, I remember this as I'm doing my budget on the Sunday of that week. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, Leslie, like, come on, this is like the fourth time. What well, what is wrong with you? Like, why, why can't you just stick to the budget? Like, this, this is such a small thing for you to do. These are all the things I'm telling myself in my head. These are not productive conversations that I'm having in my head. This is just making me feel worse about myself and my character. But no, we are very human. There are marketing psychologists on the other end of Amazon. And instead of going from, okay, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to buy any household supplies. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. I'm done. Let me think about what my goal is. Okay. My goal is to ensure that our household has what we need. Sometimes our household has exactly what I have on my list. And sometimes there are things I did not anticipate that I needed that I actually did need from Amazon. And so I overspent my budget because of the things that were actually still important to my household. So what's the conclusion here? Did I actually fail by spending $20 over budget? Or was my budget potentially $20 too little? Such a big difference between going straight from shame and guilt to solutioning and adding in that middle step of what is my actual goal? How does this actually impact the objective I'm trying to achieve? I already feel better. <laughs> um, this, this was my was coaching, coaching session. session and I already feel, I feel lighter. I feel a sense of, of relief because what you're talking about is so important. We tend to go directly to the blame game especially when it comes to money. And it's just so unproductive because it just swirls in our head over and over again. And it doesn't actually, like what you're saying, it doesn't actually serve a purpose necessarily. It certainly doesn't solve the problem. And so I just think it's it's great to remind yourself, again, of the humanity, just what you're saying, the humanity of living life, of making choices. Sometimes you're going to go over budget. It's going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. I, I just really love, I love that language. Uh, and I, I want to talk real quick because you have been so transparent on this episode. You have this amazing heritage, Chinese and Jamaican, which is such a cool combination. I, I'd love to hear a little bit about your money story, what what your relationship has been with money that sort of led you to to become a coach, and maybe how your heritage is sort of fused into that. Absolutely. I I love talking about my heritage. I'm very proud of being a first-generation uh, American. I'm also very proud of having my roots that are Chinese, my roots that are Jamaican, What's also not mentioned there are roots that are Haitian, roots that are British. It, it's quite a mix. You've got quite a bundle here, Shanna. Um, I'm, I'm all in one. Um, <laughs> I like bundle. I like bundle packages. It's a, it's a good value <laughs> for the price. Yes. Um, 
but but no in in all seriousness i i'm i'm very very proud of my heritage and i would say a lot of my knack for and and goal in helping other people around me does come from that cultural background um in jamaica one of our sayings is out of many one people and that is one of the most core elements of my value system which really boils down to you know we may come from many many different walks of life backgrounds etc but at the end of the day we're all trying to achieve the same objective at the end of the day we're all united by so much more than what divides us and i know i'm entering into the territory of being too preachy but but truly you know this is my world view my world view is that there are people all around me and all around uh, the world that are going through the same challenges as i am and spoiler alert data shows that this is in fact true if you think that you're the only one going through debt or you think that you're the only one going through you know talking about finances with your significant other or trying to figure out how to support your um your grandparents or parents with their healthcare needs well let me just tell you today if this is the first time you're hearing it there are likely millions if not billions of other people going through the exact same thing so i would say you know first and foremost my culture and my background certainly inspires my value system and my world view And secondly, I've been really blessed to have so such an incredible and strong family structure in which hard work and an entrepreneurial mindset have been really celebrated. My grandfather who unfortunately passed away last year was such a big proponent and 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 visionary in this regard. He went from being quite literally without a home to running and owning one of the largest financial institutions in the Caribbean at the time and through those experiences wow. he learned and passed on so much about grit so much about business and then for me most impactfully how money really makes the world go around and i think from his legacy from others in my family and seeing different kind of family dynamics in a very extended family as well I began to realize that unfortunately, you know, so many of us have so much potential, but yet the ability to hack into or the ability to leverage finance and leverage money whether it be personally or in business was one of those impenetrable glass ceilings. And so, using that rich family history as fuel, I started to think about, okay, what does this mean for my life? And as I was graduating from undergrad, at Duke I was thinking about how can I take all of the incredible things I've learned and then turn that into good for somebody else and quite naturally I'm a 100% an accidental entrepreneur I started to realize this affinity and strength in coaching and from there our team our business our podcast has grown beyond my wildest dreams So Shana, I I know that was quite a long story. I'm sorry for ranting there, but it's just it's one of my favorites because it's really where the fuel to my fire comes from. I think it's so important. I think we all need to be able to share about our passions and I think it just brings uh 
a, a connectivity, certainly in conversations like this. Hopefully, if you're listening to this episode right now, you feel like you're hanging out with Leslie and I and you're, uh, we're all sitting across the table having beverage of your choice totally up to you <laughs> but that we're we're all creating this this sense of community and you shared so much with us Leslie today uh, of everything that we've talked about what's one thing that you really want the person listening today you really want them to remember about their relationship with their money and being able to tackle some of maybe the, the the hardest bits around money certainly the the bits that you coach people about what's one thing you want us to to walk away with mm, mm-hmm. yes I, I i anticipated that this question was coming even though i'm like how do i distill this into one thing but nevertheless challenge accepted here's the one thing that i would recommend that i believe will help to improve your relationship with money, as well as your ability to see success. And that is the ruthless prioritization exercise. Take it from Warren Buffett. Take it from Leslie Ahyunkin. Take it from whoever you need to hear to tell you that focus is one of the most powerful tools that you have if you can cultivate it. So just a reminder, what is this ruthless prioritization? That means that as you're thinking about your financial goals, as you're thinking about how to go about making your budget or how to prioritize your spending this month, that means that we're not, you know, spreading out all of our resources across eight, nine, 11 different priorities, air quotes used there, but instead that we take all those things that you like doing or your friends like doing, the things you find yourself doing. And try to, at least on a monthly basis, narrow that down to two. And I I would love to, I would love to hear any listeners from the show that try this exercise and see how it goes. I have a feeling, have a feeling it will be successful. I can't stop thinking about Leslie's tip to create a budget and spending habits that serve your current self as well as your future self. I think sometimes we get just too stuck in the present to really worry about the future, but obviously the future is pretty important. So if you're interested in getting more one-on-one coaching with Leslie, here's how you can connect directly with her. Absolutely. So first and foremost, uh, we'd love for you all to also hear Shanna's wonderful perspective on our show on seeds that is s-e-e-d-s the seeds podcast on any podcasting platform of your choice there we've got tons of resources basically think about it like a coach in your airpods or on your computer wherever you listen to your podcasts but if you want to learn more you can also follow us and dm us at Commonwealth Coach on Instagram and Twitter. That's common without the O's, Wealth Coach on Instagram and Twitter. And there, if you'd like to chat with me about one-on-one coaching, if you'd like to chat with me about private workshops, or even just have a question you'd like to submit for our show, we'd be more than happy to chat with you and meet you there. Oh, and a reminder, make sure you head over to the Seeds podcast on any podcast player that you're listening to this episode to check out my episode with Leslie and her crew. And remember, if you enjoyed this, share it with friends, share it with a family members, 
pass along the information so we can all learn these amazing tips. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new episode. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.